Folks, to episode 100 of the Morgue, an official Course Feed podcast, and I am Arturo Padilla, the guy behind the face, and with me always on this awesome journey is Mr. Nick Valdez. Howdy, Tex. How you wow. doing, man? 100. Hearing that come from you, Arturo, that's that's a big number. That's oh, triple I'm digits, man. Fucking zero, like, zero, dude. That is triple digits, and uh, we've got a lot planned for this triple digit special. To, it's special to us, anyway. You yeah. Know, hopefully, you've been along for the ride, or if you just if you're just joining us um here at the morgue we talk about all kinds of stuff and like now here is a weird mix of everything we talk about with uh morbius the the next marvel legend we got the final trailer for it coming out in april supposedly april 1st i'm surprised it took them this long to give us a quote-unquote final trailer which looks exactly like i didn't see anything new there i Saw some new, but only because I've seen the other one so many times. <laughs> that's probably that's all they give in you know theaters I mean? now, right? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like we've seen the other Morbius trailer so many times. Like yeah, we, yeah. Like, they had I, some more Keaton scenes in there. Right? Yeah, well, I, well, not I, more Keaton scenes, but more of the Keaton, you know, scene. It, yeah, it's probably like. The more I look at it now, right in this trailer, it really just points out he's in it for like two seconds. You know, like. If anything, his little speech where he's like, you, you need to realize your purpose, all that stuff. Like, I feel like that's yeah. something you get at the <sighs> end, right? Like, that's that's an end credits kind of... Like, Dude. Like, um, if, if that's not post I don't know. That's like... <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, uh, again, we here at the morgue have expanded our, our, our categories, you know, of movies that we like to watch for you guys. Right. Um, yeah. And with it comes a lot of stuff that you know shit to watch and a a lot of trash yeah i'm just (laughs) i don't know it's okay so is morbius in the comics is he like an anti-hero or is he supposed to be just straight up bad straight up good i thought he was just like a spider-man villain you know because the the old like okay so he's a villain yeah, the only uh, history I have with Morbius or any knowledge of him comes from the cartoon, you know. But in the you know in the Spider Man the animated series, like it was so censored that like he couldn't bite people, so he had like these. Do you do you remember? Uh, so Morbius <laughs> in the cartoon had like the little mouths on his hands, oh, or the little yeah, suction cups. That's he had the right. little suction cups that would suck blood out that way because he couldn't bite people on screen. Is that what you it know? was? And, yeah, yeah, like that's why he was always so confusing. And then, like, it's funny because in in the old school comic books, like in the early ninety comic books, it always it seemed like he had a mustache. <laughs> I mean, shit, probably. Um, like, I don't know, man. Like, you know, I'm, I'm gonna watch it. What's the runtime on this thing, by the way? Is it under two hours? Long. Whatever it is, it's too long. Oh my like, god, I, I haven't even bothered. I'll to take look a, it up because... I'll take thirty forty five minutes of this. You know, <laughs> I mean, shit, like. It, it's just it, it's just not appealing. You, you know, know what? And it's an April Fool's joke. You know what it is, though. <laughs> you know what it is. You know what it is. Like, okay, I think it's more of the choice of of actor and supporting actor because, like, if that you certainly really, doesn't help. If if you really want to do something, you know, that's kind of like not new, but kind of new with Jace, you know, because the whole vampire thing has been done before and all that stuff. But like, you know, if you want to introduce a a character, why not get like an unknown kind of actor or something, especially along the lines, if you're going to try to do your best to uh, be good, like, like, I'm not (laughs) like, listen, like, I don't like Jared Leto as an actor. Um, Me neither. I, I don't like what he brings to the table. Um, I, I don't see his his talent like that. I don't see his range like that. It's it's just very confusing, like what they're gonna try and do now, and it just lo- it looks like they're kind of just doing their best 
to profit off the little crumbs left off of No Way Home. Yeah, you know? like because now now it's clear that Morbius is in his own universe, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, but it, like, it's, like it's they at, at some point will try and attach Venom to this thing, right? Probably. Like, uh, if I were if I were a betting man, I I don't know how that would work because especially because they want Spider Man involved. But like, that's the other thing with all these Spider Man adjacent universe movies, right? Eventually, you do have to either bring all of them together. But if you bring all of them together without Spider Man in the mix, it doesn't then- make it, it. It doesn't do anything. Yeah, especially because like, you know, you, you know, you can try and pretend Morbius is like his own dude. You can try and pretend Venom is its own like thing, but then like you constantly reference Spider-Man on top of that. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's not like, you know, it, it's not like the, remember like the Catwoman movie? Ugh. Yeah, it was trash and oh all that God, shit. Yeah. But no, but like it was just Catwoman. You know what I mean? There, there were hardly any references to like the Batman side of the lore, all that shit. And, like, that's something you can do with these Spider-Man adjacent movies. You can just have the characters be their own thing. But if you keep calling attention to the fact that, oh, it's a Marvel thing, there's Spider-Man in this universe, then it's like, eventually you do have to bring on a whole host of other problems by introducing a Spider-Man into yeah, it. Yeah, you know I mean? um, that's their fault, though. And that began with Venom, you know, like the yeah. first Venom movie. They really lean hard on that oh is spider-man gonna show up kind of shit you know right Um, yes and that's gonna come back to bite them in the butt if they don't find a way to stick andrew garfield in there or something you know what i mean yeah Uh, like it's yeah because it's not gonna because right now there's no payoff you know there is no there's like what am i looking forward to it's like yeah i'm gonna watch morbius only because i have to it's not a choice it's it's like i have to do it because it's just like one of the things i have to do in life um yeah like we were gonna see this either way yeah just to be totally upfront about the process because you know we're covering it for the show as a future episode yeah so like- uh, but if honestly i was not covering it for the show i would not bother going to the movie yeah. theater for it yeah exactly 100 percent. i'd be like yeah i'm definitely gonna wait for it and even then when it comes on on tv i'll probably watch an edited version on sci-fi channel or something yeah exactly <laughs> i would like as soon as it came out i would google is spider-man and morbius and yeah. that would have been it you know <laughs> exactly. what i mean <laughs> i'm not gonna vod it i'm not paying any money any money for this thing you know if i wasn't actually critiquing this thing yeah um, so i guess spoilers yeah. for the review right like i get no matter how like how good it actually is quote unquote like yeah it's a stay away from it already like, yeah just like, um <laughs> i can guarantee you that, that there is no spider-man in this movie yeah um, i mean shit like listen yeah they're so scared of this movie releasing that they've pushed it back so much like it was it was probably done like last year it, it's it's been done it's been it was done, right? it's a it was a pandemic movie too no oh, like cuz it was just... like it was just after venom 2 so like it i i uh if it wasn't caught in the pandemic it was like one of the ones that like was in the middle of like or at the end of production in the pandemic yeah. so either yeah. either way it was you're right it finished fairly early on and now you know it got pushed back like 6 7 times like Godzilla versus Kong style, you know, so um I, I don't know, man, but like it is it's just one of those things that I hope it's decent, you know? I, I hope it's Agreed. like half decent. I don't yeah. I, I have super low expectations only just because of the stuff I've seen. It's not impressive. I, I don't see a leto really you know what like i don't see it yeah like in this case too like i'm not even gonna blame leto even you know like i'm blaming the character you know like he's he's stuck in a bad movie like you know it's it's not like dude and it's not like you own blade anymore you know what i mean yeah sony sony doesn't own blade anymore yeah that's true disney now that's true. You know, so it you, would be like, yeah. If you had Blade or something, then we'd be, then it'd be a little bit more interesting. But you don't own Blade anymore. You don't have Spider-Man in there. You, you're not even going to have Venom in there. I'm, I'm surprised you've shown Keaton in the trailer because that would have been a good surprise. Yeah, you know? I don't even know what that is for. Like, that's the other thing, too. Because, like, you know, if the, like, uh, going back to the problem with being Spider-Man adjacent. So it's like, if you're not going to bring in Spider-Man, like, what are you going to bring these characters together for 
You know, what? what's the point of bringing in Vulture? Like, what's the point of, like... And then there's a Craven I, movie in, the, like, like rumor. And then, yeah, you're... No, no, it's, it's totally happening. Oh, it's official, like, it's Greenlit and everything? Yeah, yeah, you're totally right. There's a Craven movie that they're casting for it already. <laughs> like, they haven't cast, like, they haven't cast, to, like, Craven, the actual Craven of the Hunter yet. But, like, again, that's another, th- yeah. Like, dude, again, like, going back to the, the rogue gallery of Spider-Man, you know, you're really kind of stretching it now. You know what I mean? I mean, like, yeah. the good ones were in No Way Home. That's. Like and 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 then aside from Venom and Carnage, which you you guys don't seem to have the balls to be like, yo, Marvel, what do you guys want to do with these guys? Yeah, like it's like, absolutely true. He doesn't have an interesting rogue gallery. Like they did Mysterio, they did a good he, job with Mysterio. You're right. They did they did the Sinister Six already. Yeah. So it's like, what what do you do after that? Right. They, like, so much so they even brought back the original guys. They're like, yo, we have no reason to recreate these characters. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they brought yeah. back Doc Ock and fucking and Defoe as Green Goblin, Sandman, Electro. They brought these characters back instead of recreating them because they were like, yo, these guys were done already. Like, there's you know what? We're not gonna recreate the wheel. You know, that's that's super true because you know they also can't use the villain of whatever Spider-Man Four is gonna be or Spider-Man Five or Spider-Man Six. You, you know, know? They, can't, they can't use those villains. So like, imagine whatever prime villain is fucking like getting set for the MCU is out of reach for them for their little villain universe thing. So it's like, we're, we're not only getting like C tier villain characters, Oof. we're getting like C tier villain characters that they can't and do then, anything with Spider-Man. And you then know? honestly, <laughs> like it's these villains that no one gives a shit about too, dude. It's yeah, not like exactly. it's Batman's rogue gallery who are just super interesting, complex characters. Give me yeah, a Mr. The, Freeze movie any day of the week. Please. Yeah, exactly. The, the ones known in pop culture already, yes. right? The, these are like people, peacemaker adjacent villains where it's just like oh mm, let's just yeah gr- exactly. let's grab this fucking michael morbius a living a vampire yeah let's let's grab michael morbius he seems like a good character oh vampire movie that sounds cool oh here's fucking a hunter who hunted spider-man and went <laughs> cool Yo, let's do that you and know? then to attach uh a leto on it like it's like some kind of like oh come oh, get like it, this folks. is a, yeah this is this is a big get you know I mean, they're like, oh, Academy Award. I feel like he's a winner. Uh, yeah, Academy Award winner Jared Leto is a, a, a big get for us in our Sony Marvel Universe shit. And then it's like, cool, man. He's a great musician. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna front about that. But yeah, like, like honestly, just to wrap up this Morbius conversation, just uh, Sony. Honestly, I understand. The money behind Spider-Man. I get it. Absolutely. I, I went to school for business. I saw all this stuff. I read it, all this stuff. I see it in the news. I see it in the box office numbers. I get it. You know, but Sony, honestly, it's just greed now. Like, they don't care about the content anymore. Like, they just want to hold on to it because they know how much money is going to come from every release. And I get it. As a business, and, and as, um, as a business, right, um, that's the whole point, right? Right. To make the money off the IP, uh, you know, off the intellectual property, Spider-Man, which is right. like the now surpassed Avatar as the highest grossing box office movie you know yeah. what I mean? um, yeah. in history. So I understand it. But if you're going to do something with these characters, I highly recommend, as you've seen in history and the money proves it, attach yourself with that MCU and like let them do their magic, you know, and you just be the one distributing the shit, you know? <sighs> Like, I mean, like yeah. it's. I understand it's gonna be like, oh, so Marvel's gonna want a bit more money. You know, it's it's a money thing. I get it. I don't want to get into that because I don't know it, a lot about the specifics right. of that. You know, but this property should be either sold completely to Disney, right? Uh, um, where you have a back end kind of clause in there, um, that says that you'll make a percentage of. Of whatever money they make off the home sales and merchandise or whatever, you know, forever, right. you know, off of this character. But just, dude, just let them handle it, man. Sony mm. has no clue what to do with this character. They got right. lucky that they had Sam Raimi who actually gave a shit, you know, with the character. But you saw what happened with Spider-Man 3 when Raimi didn't want to do it just yet or he wasn't ready to just 
jump into a part three. Sony was like, Sony was like, nah, fuck it. Let's just get into part three. The money's there. The, the money, 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 money. You got a shitty fucking movie because even the filmmaker himself who wanted to do a part three, he wasn't ready to do it. Like he got forced into it because of Sony wanting more money. And this is like, yo, like at some point as a big studio, you have to just recognize when you waited out as No Way Home did. You know what I mean? As uh, Doctor Strange 2 will be doing. You know what I mean? When you right. wait it out like this and you properly do it, dude, the money you get back, and not just in, 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 in financial success, but in, in critical success and and fan success and audience happiness. And it's just so much more than just releasing a Morbius or releasing a Craven or a Venom 2 or Carnage, which is just like movies fall by the wayside. These movies like... No one gives a fuck anymore. And dude, if you're if you honestly bought Venom 2 on on Blu-ray or whatever, good luck in life. Like enjoy that. Yeah, I mean, you know, like more power to it, you for liking Carnage, you know, and but <sighs> it's oh, it's boy. tough, man. Ooh. It's tough. It really is tough and it's like it's money against like the actual success of the intellectual property in terms of the critical success you know being good right advancing the legacy of that character sony does not know how to do that right. only when they attach themselves to marvel properly is when they've seen that success anyways another uh quick little movie that i was able to catch is the new foo fighters horror movie man um studio 666 yeah, weird too, because uh, I remember I remember seeing the trailer and I was like, "Why is this going to theaters?" You know, I was like, "This, this screams like Amazon Prime kind of shit." You know? I one hundred percent thought the same thing when I first saw it attached to a movie several months ago. I was like, "Oh, why is this not like?" I thought it was some kind of like record release thing they were doing, but like right, going yeah. like. Like an online thing or like a, a short little YouTube movie or something. I had no fucking clue it was going to be an actual theatrical release. Which honestly, like, it's a total wait for it. I mean, so it's not a stay away from it, No, right? it's, it's like, not a total. So, it, listen, I've seen worse. I, I've okay. seen a lot worse. It's not great. Good is is kind of a reach as well. You know what I mean? Okay, okay. Like, I wouldn't pay for it. No, like, okay. I like I see it at home. So, so how uh, – so – it's a horror comedy, right? It's, so how's, it, right, how's so the horror part of it? The right? whole concept pretty much is that uh, the Foo Fighters are making their 10th album and they needed like a new kind of place to record. So like uh, some cool so, – so, something interesting. So Grohl goes to um, – uh, to his agent, um, I forgot uh, the guy, the actor who plays him, uh, uh, Jeff Garland. Um, okay. uh, to his agent, he's like, "Oh, hey, listen, we're go- it's gonna be our tenth album. We need to record somewhere cool. Like, find us somewhere cool." And Jeff Garland all of a sudden like knows of a location that was used by a band in the '90s called um, what was it, uh, Dream Widow or something like that, um, mm-hmm. and, and to record their album that was never finished. You know, so the house is haunted. Um, pretty much and that first band actually um starts off the movie there's a pretty awesome fucking death scene which jenna ortega is actually you nice. know the first kill in the movie like i was like am i watching scream again i'm gonna i'm gonna go watch scream across the theater yeah, over there good, good for her we've we've talked about her in the past yes dude, she, she has a lot on her plate right now and she is everywhere dude yeah it's it's wild too because uh i saw the first time i saw her it was actually in the horror thing too outside of all this uh, she's in that you show on netflix she she gets like a bitty uh, oh yeah uh, yeah she gets like a huge role in like season two so that's actually where i remember wasn't she in babysitter too Oh yeah, that's right. She yes. was a killer queen. Yes, yes a so killer queen. That's where we first yes. saw her. Yep. There yep. we go. So yeah, she's been in horror Dude, from the jump. She's like, in some show called Fallout on HBO Max as well. Right. Um, yeah. Dude, uh, she's gonna be Wednesday Adams in the new a uh, Netflix series. Yeah. She's I, in the new A twenty four movie X coming out. Holy shit! Good yeah, for dude. Her, like, right? like, good for her. And you know what? And this is what I said during our scream episode. Go fucking listen to that. I said that she should have been the main character. She should have been cast as Sam. You would have gotten a lot more range from her in terms of actual emotion. And she's just a good actress. Um, even in this movie, like, she's in it just a very a short amount of time and she's awesome in it the gore the horror stuff the kills are actually super awesome they're super cool nice um the horror story itself it's awesome like 
uh, Dave Grohl gets possessed, you know, and they have to make the song, and it just ends up being like a like a thirty minute long song that is like a song made to bring about some demon or some shit, some shit like right. that. But it was a fun horror horror story, you know. But like, unfortunately, because it's the Foo Fighters, it's the Foo Fighters themselves actually. Yeah, that's you know the actors too. in the movie. Yeah. Um, Dave Grohl is not terrible actually he kind of reminds me of um he's he's always been kind of theatrical like he yes Dave Grohl's always been down for like uh fully committing like uh like the tenacious d stuff where he's the devil yeah you know so it's yeah. like yeah so clearly he he understands like the horror genre right like so that's that's good to see that yeah he, at least um, he can so the story is based off of uh off of a concept of dave Grohl. like so okay. he was in, like responsible for the main idea i think he helped actually write the story as well but like i said Grohl is the best you get in terms of like acting chops i guess right. out of uh, yeah. out of everyone in the band Everyone else is not really an actor, so it's tough to really judge them, you know? Yeah, that's what what sucks, because, like... Yeah, like... I I like watching, like, musicians or athletes in movies, because, like, they can surprise you, right? They can... You can be like, oh, you're really good at this, you know? So... Uh, is there any of that here where you're like, oh, you're you're actually good at this aspect. You're good at this aspect. There's no good like, acting here. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's the problem with this movie. Like, it's like it's like I told people like online. I'm like, yo, you guys have to temper your expectations. People are like, oh, I'm excited. Foo Fighters. I'm like, yo, just because the Foo Fighters are in it doesn't mean it's fucking right. good. Like right. people just, like, I'm having a lot of issues like lately with um certain kind of fan types in the horror community. You know what I mean? Like so certain people that just because it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre or because it's Foo Fighters, the shit has to be good. Like no, no, right. fucking go watch it and be the judge of it. Like and but disconnect the source yeah, material like, from it. You like know what I mean? You- you can have fun with it, but that doesn't make it a, a good movie. Yes, one hundred percent. It's like because everyone's like, "Oh, I'm I'm definitely seeing this," because they're excited because the poster shows the Foo Fighters. You know, like, "Oh, Foo Fighters horror." Okay, cool. It looks like fun. It's like, okay, yeah, but like Simadana. Well, <laughs> you know <what> how, <laughs> speaking of Foo Fighters, how's the music in this? All right, so like without without you know without needing to get too technical and it's like cool, the, but it's not about the music. That's like, a shame. That's too. the thing. That's the thing that's also kind okay. of like that makes no sense, you know. Because the Foo Fighters aren't a metal band. So like so the oh, thing is that right. like like yeah. like the the whole thing Grohl is a metalhead. Like don't get it twisted. Dave Grohl, you know, he's a metal guy, you know what I mean? But like the Foo Fighters, the entity of Foo Fighters, they're not a metal band. Like yeah, it's hard rock like adjacent. They're so. yeah, they they get right to the edge of that alt hard rock kind of line you know what i mean without right. getting too technical about music right now but like that is what people have to keep in mind i'm like remember it's foo fighters it's not like it's metallica making a horror movie or right or black dahlia murder or insert famous metal band name here you know what i mean so <laughs> so like when you say like when you say there's like a 30 minute song does it like play over the movie like are they no like, no so is like, it like it's, a music video adjacent or so that's the song that that keeps no it's not it's not okay yeah I'm glad you brought that up. It's not like that at all. That's a that's they, a shame too. Yeah, that seems like not, a missed opportunity. That's what Okay, that's the beauty of Metallica where they have a concert or a, a concept or an idea. They like to put music behind it and, and make it theatrical like we saw yeah, like in a, um, a visualization kind yeah of thing. They, you remember they used uh, Dane Dehan as an actor in that um right yeah. uh, uh, through the never movie right right which was uh, like a music video concert experience. You know what I mean? Right. That, yes. That's the kind of movie you expect to kind of see when you see shit like that. But this one is completely different because they tried to actually make a real movie. You know what I mean? Okay. But, okay. you know, there are limitations with the acting and stuff like that. But at its core, though, it, it was a really cool horror concept. The kills are actually pretty fucking sweet. The gore itself, like I said, the kills and gore is awesome. Is it is it like practical? Or- um, Both. A little bit of both. Okay. Yeah, yeah a little so that's, both. That's good. Like, you know, it's one of those things, right, where it's like uh it sounds like you can judge it harshly if you want to, 
but at the same time, it's like, oh, you want to reward the effort, right? Yes. Where it's like 100. Exactly. Thank you. Exactly. 100%. Because it's like, I always look at like, ever since I've started course feed, I'll get into this later on in the conversation right. we have. Like, I, I've, I've been looking into movies critically. You know what I mean? I love watching movies, but I always watch a movie critically because I'm looking into a good story. I was the right. acting, the setting, everything, blah, 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 blah. Right. But like, you know, in this movie, it's a little difficult because you know, who the source is. It's the Foo Fighters. They're not filmmakers. They're musicians. You know what I mean? They're right. famous ones who have made cool music videos in the past, but this is different. This is a story they created and they wanted to make a movie out of this story. It's right. not based around an album they're releasing. It's not based around a song they played. They, in fact, even created um, a, a fictional band to release a single for it, like a, a fictional metal band, the the metal band that dies in the beginning, right? Oh, cool. Yeah, okay. Uh, that Dream Widow band. Like, there's a song out there. The song's not bad. It was. It's cool, but yeah, it has. It doesn't do a good job of using the, like their musical talents to actually flow it. I I wish it would have been like more operatic in that kind of sense. You know what I mean? Right. Where yes. it was like. Like a rock opera, you know, Dave Grohl is like, he's good for that 100%. He's so talented, that guy, that he's like Limanol Miranda, you know, like the dude is talented. He'll, he, he does the music and the vocals and the, and the lyrics, everything. So I'm surprised they went this route. But again, it's like I was saying, they just wanted to make a horror movie. Right. You know yeah. What I mean? and, and, yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, you can't, you can't fault them for one, for, for making a movie that, but, like, but, I can fault, not the budget, but I can fault the studio release. Like, I don't understand why you would yeah, bother exactly. spending this kind of money on marketing for a theatrical release on this kind of movie. It would have worked a whole lot better, honestly, on, on VOD. Like, straight VOD, yeah. straight up VOD. Yeah. Like, I would have paid for it. Honestly, I would have paid for it. People would have paid for it. You know why? Oh, the Foo Fighters are involved, right? Oh. Yeah, I would have I would have seen it. Because Pe- you that's- see? That's the mistake. I'm like, why are you showing me this on the big screen? It was yeah, not I didn't, necessary I didn't wanna, at all. I didn't want to go to theaters for it, but like I would have seen it at home. Like, yeah. I, I definitely would have. Yeah, yeah, but you see, that's where they went wrong. Like if it was released in that smaller scale, I think I would have been a little uh, more lenient on my critique on it. Um, but the – one well, of the best part is seeing a Carrie King fucking get killed. Cause fuck that guy. Nice. Um, anyways, <laughs> yeah, from, uh, yeah. <laughs> from a piece of shit to a very awesome dude, complete right, opposite yes. ends of the spectrum. Uh, for our feature, for our feature presentation on on episode one hundred, we'd like to do um a nice a retrospective episode on um Anton Yelchin. Yeah, one like, of uh, uh, of my yeah. favorite actors. Um growing up honestly because i remember i remember first seeing him dude on, on the showtime show uh huff with uh right. with, yes uh, with hank azaria like he was the son of of a psychiatrist and he was it was a young kid dude like i remember seeing this dude i'm like i remember seeing him i'm like yo this fucking kid he's talented like i remember him just being like natural and just being good at just his lines and the uh, delivery and just the presence he had on on the screen in such a very adult and mature kind of show was uh it, it was very it was very special it was very interesting and as we saw him get older we saw him take on all kinds of different roles we saw him in star trek we we saw him in huff like i said we've seen him in a in a slew of different a variety of characters um which is awesome and it, it definitely shows the range of this guy man and it's uh it's a goddamn shame the fucking guy you know yeah, uh, died in a tragic accident yeah it's a major tragedy like the the reason we we picked this for episode 100 is because um he's special to us in particular is that this is like uh, with green room which is one of the movies we're focusing on today like this was the that was the first movie that you and i bonded over like as friends like as like friends who like were like oh yeah let's talk about movies a little bit more because the more we talked about green room the more we're like oh what'd you think of this one what did you think of this one and we were like oh wait we like a lot of the same stuff we you know yeah we don't agree all the time as the buddies have definitely heard yeah. over over course feeds run or over the morgues run excuse me but like oh yeah and course feed in general right yeah like, course feed in general yeah because green is, room was the first movie i ever reviewed for corpse feed yeah this is how we like we eventually just like turned into like this 
this whole thing because it all started with Green Room, really. Yeah, it all started with Green Room. I was particularly very, very excited about it. One, it was um, it was Anton Yelchin in a horror type thriller kind of movie, right? And yeah. you know, he was awesome in Fright Night. You know, he was, he yeah. was awesome. Like, like I said, he's awesome. So I was like, yo, I'm down for that. And, and this was this was back when A24 was like good. You when know, this, is- <laughs> this was one of their first releases, man. This was before yeah. The Witch and all that stuff. This came out in uh, 2016, and it had Patrick Stewart in it, too. And he's a fucking god. So I'm like, what? This guy's involved in this kind of movie? Uh, hold on a second. This has to be special, right? Yeah. And, and th- yeah. yeah. And then it was directed by Jeremy Solnair, right? He did Blue Ruin before that movie. And I fucking love Blue Ruin. The movie is fucking like, it's just wildly deep and just primal and brutal. And it's just straight to the fucking point, too. It's right. um, it's short. If you guys haven't seen Blue Ruin, I recommend it. It looks like it's a slow burn. But once the story picks up a little bit, it like everything just starts moving. And then the pace and the runtime, you'll see, oh, it's a short fucking movie. It's the same thing with Green Room. Uh, yeah. but, but before we get into Green Room any further, uh, Yelchin also did this little movie called Odd Thomas, which I was lucky enough to see at one point in, when was it? In 20, I think it was before I saw Green Room. It had to be 2015 or so on streaming. Right. It was when Netflix had good, a bunch of good horror gems uh, still undiscovered by the mass. You know what I mean? And Odd Thomas was one of them. And when I saw it, I was like, holy shit, like... It was, it wasn't, it's not a great, great film by any means. I'm not saying it's, it's one of those kinds of, yeah, oh my it, God. Not like, like, it's not, not Invisible Man. It. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, not, it's no, but, it's no masterpiece. But it's Ugh. like, it's just a very cool Anton Yelchin movie, you know? Yeah, um, I think, uh, yeah. I think it's based on like a Dean Koontz book yes. or something, if I remember correctly, right? Yes, of the same name, yeah. And it's, um, it's, it's a very cool concept too. It's a cool concept that they simplified. They didn't really get too crazy with the explanation of what's going on with him. So Odd Thomas is this dude who can see dead people, you know? And he's yeah. been, he's been spending his life pretty much dedicated to, uh, making sure that those uh, dead people, you know, go to the afterlife after whatever, yeah. you know, business they have here is done, right? That's pretty much yeah. what it is. It's a known thing, so much so that the uh, Willem Dafoe uh, plays uh, the, you know, the head cop guy in, in the in the town. He Which knows is, about Odd Thomas, right? It's, it's such like a random casting. So too. random, right? Willem yeah, Dafoe like, out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, like we're like we're like you're thrown into this. Uh, you know, you're thrown into Odd Thomas or Odd. You know, his actual name is Odd. That that's yeah. the whole, and that starts the quirky. Like that starts the whole quirky thing, right? The, yeah. It like that's the definition of the movie in general. Like it's exactly. a very very quirky, very hype movie where no one sounds like an actual person. But it's, like, it's a comic book, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like it's a, a graphic novel, man. Yeah, like which is surprising to find out that it's based on a book, you know. So it's like, oh, okay. Like, no, like it, it's a cop who helps these people get to the afterlife, but at the same time, there are like these invisible monsters that like try and kill a lot of people. Like, I forget their name. What so, like the Bodax, like, he calls them, right? Yeah, there we go. Bodax. Uh, the Bodax are like this fictional kind of not fictional i'm sorry they're like this invisible kind of demonic force that can smell fear and smell death and they usually show up whenever there's going to be death or like a like a a brutal kind of death or something like that and it's funny because those boat hacks remind me of um of reptile from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> oh yeah, the way they the way they're animated, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Like, um, like I was like, oh shit, it's reptile, insect-looking um, thing. Like, yeah. Uh, so, like, again, the concept can because it gotten really muddy really quickly too. But they did a good job of making sure it just stayed very simple. You know, like, yeah. it, especially by by making it so that the people around him who he cares about actually know about his ability, which is awesome. Yeah, and they you know? fully respect it at this point. Like, it's, yes. it's one of those things like there's, like, even, even Willem Dafoe's, like, police chief. Like, it's implied that the two of them have worked together, like, so long that he's just like, okay, I believe everything that, you know, Odd tells me. There's, there's exactly. no one wasting there's no one wasting time in this yeah exactly and this is why again like the story like i said it's not perfect this is why when those you know the obvious suspects 
you know, show up. Right. Oh, you know. yeah, no, no, that's sus, like, yeah, suspects, because it's like, oh, it wasn't one person. Yeah. It wasn't, it was, oh, it wasn't the second obvious person. It wasn't the third obvious person. No, it was like a full, like, yeah, like, it, that ended up being, like, something I laughed at throughout the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, and he's it, like, it was oh. kind of like a, like a swerve, because you're like, oh, my God, this guy's fucking guilty, bro. Like, how are you such a dickhead? And, you know what I mean? He's guilty. You know? Yeah, and it's got that kid from Scream, uh, Scream 4. Like the, that's the right. That's, like creepy, that's why you know? I was like, oh, why don't I like you already? Yeah, yeah he's but the it's one funny that shot he, the dick, remember? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because even in Scream, he looked guilty and he wasn't. Yeah, and, and that's so. Yeah, he just had that guilty face, man. Yeah, I, kudos to that kid. I haven't seen him in anything else. You know, but yeah, but. so uh, <laughs> this movie, like, it kind of like I really enjoy it because it makes no, it doesn't come off as being more than it's, sh- you know, than it is. You know, yeah, like, yeah, it, agreed. It, like with Odd Thomas, it is what it is. Like, like you get it up front, and this is why I, I really like. I like the way they started off because you're like, oh, okay. So this is like, this is what the deal with this kid. You know what I mean? And you're right. Like, yeah. It's not like, you know, it's not like an M night, like an M night Shyamalan kind of thing where you're like, oh my God, he's dead people. No one believes him. Uh, yeah. and you know what I mean? He, he's scared of them too. No, Odd Thomas is confronting these people. He's, he's waving hi to them. You know, he's like, it reminds me of Paranorman, right? Like, right. like a, a paranormal just walking around the town, seeing dead people, waving and shit like that. It, it has that kind of vibe to it. Um, so as you mentioned, the Odd Thomas name alone kind of gives the movie an you know an air of just kind of of not being too serious. You know what I mean? Right. Yes. Um, which helps it because it's not that kind of movie. Um, it, it's very everyone plays their role. It's very like everything's pretty keyed in. But again. That's kind of the beauty of it. It's a simple story, but Anton Yelchin just finds a way to just kind of just make everything so like lively when he's on the screen, you know? Yeah, and that that was always like his gift, yeah. like as an actor. Like the the like the guy just had like this energy of yeah. like I it's this like inner tragedy in everything he did no matter what the role was there was always like something darker about him where you'd be like oh like there's obviously a lot of going on in this character yeah. you know so it's like in odd thomas and then of course in green room where it's like you, you 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 see like the like when he hits those deeper emotional beats you're like oh shit yeah. you know you like then the movie gets serious and you're like, yo, and it, it takes like, it takes a really deft actor to like hit that balance, you know, to like, to do such like a quirky movie, like odd Thomas throughout the majority of it. But at the same time, like, no, this guy, like you legit have to take him seriously as like someone trying to save everybody from this massacre thing, you know? Yeah. And it's like, and, yeah, you know, yeah. You, like, you, yes. Um, And to your point text as well, like he as well, treats it as so as like no this is like serious like not just the character itself odd Thomas, because of course the character is gonna treat it seriously but the actor himself is also treating the role with respect with like hey this is the person this is who odd thomas is he is willing to sacrifice himself you know to save just one person even if it means losing his girlfriend or losing um his you know his you know whoever else whoever his his friends are exactly i I, I kind of forget what the relationship chart is he's he's a loner he doesn't have parents right um yeah. it's just kind of his girlfriend pretty much and the cops yeah, and, and the and the waitress viola yeah like it's a quirky movie but he doesn't act quirky if that makes any sense right yes like he, correct he 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 himself doesn't like his dialogue doesn't sound like a real person you know because yeah. every like everything's so fucking like up on that comic booky type yeah level. yeah yeah but Agreed, he, he feels like you know he at least treats it like a real thing like it's it's really weird and it's odd (laughs) yeah it is it's true because he takes it to this very superhero kind of level where like you know where even the supporting cast defoe and his girlfriend um uh stormy uh they also treat it with a kind of a reverence as well right which kind of helped the whole thing along like like stormy is like a lois lane where she's into the action and wants to know what's going on with him where are you how can i help you and defoe is like the the jim gordon right 
who's right. like, yo, just let me know what's going on. If you tell me, I can help you, blah, blah, blah. Like, it it helps the character be elevated, even though his name is Ah Thomas. He's elevated to this kind of, you know, legit superhero status where, hey, like, the cop knows 100% that he's doing his uh, something. If you see Ah Thomas run around, he's fucking saving a life. He's not just being, oh, the crazy Ah Thomas. You know, he's, you know, he's legit trying to save someone's life right now or trying to wrong or right. You know what I mean? I mean, right or right. wrong, you know? So I really enjoyed that about the movie and that helped the character 100%. Yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah, that's... you're right. It's cause, because everyone believes in this character already. Yeah. You, it's easier to just jump in, right? There's no like doubting for, yeah, for yeah. whatever reason. There's yes. nothing to hold it back and slow it down. And uh, exactly. speaking of that, speaking of not slowing down, right? Uh, yeah, so yeah. Let's, uh, let's get into the media. Yeah, go right? watch Odd Thomas. I'm not going to spoil that for you you guys but um go watch our thomas it's on amazon prime for yes. the price of free if you're a prime yeah. if you're a prime member it's not free anymore they actually raised the price on us folks i know my god uh but but green room uh, keep that shipping is- coming though amazon please <laughs> but green room like we said uh it was green room was such a good movie when we saw it back then that it you know, it's credited to where we are now, right? This is, like, Dude, I give it credit for being at a hundred episodes of the morgue for Green making Room it this far. Was, it was an experience when I first saw it. It's still an experience after I saw it again last night. Absolutely. Um, and it's still, as I titled it when I first reviewed it, it's a meat grinder of a movie. You know what I mean? It's, um, it's, it's so just, intense. Dude, dude like it's... at first it starts a little slow, you know, because obviously a character shit, right? Yeah. So, but then like, because of the runtime of the movie, Movie, everything kind of you know okay here's what you get these are your people this yeah. is what they're doing and this is what's gonna happen now enjoy you know <laughs> yeah that, that slow part is really like the only part we get to know about like any of the characters going in you know because after that it's just like full-on fucking intensity and really like you said like with the runtime of the movie that that opening part's only like 10 minutes like yeah like uh, you know what's so wild like, too it, right? it's so well done because you kind of get endeared to these characters like these kids pretty this, quickly right yeah this punk band who's just trying to kind of tour you know the northwest i believe it is and um you know they're just trying to make ends meet it's a touring band you know there's not much behind their uh, characters in terms of history which is good you just kind of this is a band they're touring you know they're kind of at the end of the tour they're broke as shit and they just so happen to find a gig, you know, at this fucking white supremacist kind of bar. <laughs> yeah. And it, there we go. And it all starts from there, right? Like, it, it all kicks off with, like, the titular green room, like, them spotting a dead girl in there. And then, you know, as as the movie goes on, you find, like, you find out it was part of this whole Nazi conspiracy thing because they were... The girl was going to – I forget. It was like they were going to turn in evidence on somebody else. No. Right? So the girl, right, Emily and Daniel, right, they were going to leave the, you know, the movement. Right. So they were going to like run away pretty much from the movement and leave town. This is why they had no, all no, their fucking – um. It, but the, the, there was the whole bat situation that they were supposed to throw away, but they were yeah. keeping it as like evidence or something. Like I, yeah, I forget what the I whole think thing was. They, they were – gonna use that to frame um not to frame but to um indict a darcy and all those people on a yeah. previous crime yeah so um, th- that's yeah. the other thing too right about green room is that like it's it's a horror movie through and through like it's a horror thriller oh God, yes. movie all through <laughs> and through but it's like it's also incredibly grounded yes because like at the same time yeah like these nazi like they're nazi murderers but they're very careful and like, okay, we had like the whole, the whole conflict from their side of the movie is like, we need to eliminate these targets, but also not like not leave any evidence for yeah, crimes. Yeah. It's like, a very cold calculated right? kind yeah. of elite level kind of, of, of a villain, you know, like yeah. everything was very calm on their perspective, right? Like it's definitely too polar opposite so on their side of the coin everything was very calm everything was very calculated everything was very hush hush okay we know exactly what to do in this kind of situation like um gabe for example gabe like um he was going in and out like just cool collected just getting shit done when things you know when shit hit the fan so then 
you flip that coin and you have um you know the ain't rights the band they're fucking freaking out their heart rates through the fucking roof like they know they're either gonna get killed or they're gonna or some bad shit's gonna happen but you have this suspense you know building 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 like i was telling tex when i was watching the movie because i've seen this movie several times like i know how everything plays out and i know the sequence of events and the minute they finish playing that set my heart started racing i was like oh my god here right. it comes because they had to go back to the fucking green room because somebody forgot their fucking phone in there and then that's it from there on dude it's a wrap and, and and you and you said it perfectly about yelchin he goes into that green room all cool oh cool we got paid bah, bah, bah. Let's, go, let's go get the phone i got it don't worry about it he Jeez. goes he grabs it turns around the acting just like Jeez, flows through like him dude. on a on a dime right he yeah. like stops on a dime and like completely like and so and, and this is why he's so good because it's so natural because that's how yes. anyone would react you, you go in there excited you just got paid it's the last show of the tour you're finally going home right you're, you're getting your phone you know and then you turn around and you're like oh fuck what the fuck is this shit you know like total just total fucking pro man and and then from then on man like you know what? The entire cast, honestly, like from every person in that band to the fucking dogs to like the fucking yeah, it's Nazis. Yeah, the dogs, right? Like, like yeah. they everyone just did a great fucking job with he, their assigned role in that. You got that Patrick movie. Stewart as like the main villain. Yeah. Like, you know, like God, I remember the first time I saw him in like in that role, I was like, man, I was like, yo, Pat, like Patty Stew could really fucking bring it, right? Like, and- Sir Patty Stew too. Man. Oh yes, Sir Patty <laughs> 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 but like seeing it again, like so many years later, like reflecting on everything, it's just like, wow, like this really is just a a great movie top to bottom like not only not only is it you know it's it's everything that we're always looking for in the morgue right like yeah you've you've said it yourself tons of times absolutely fucking you you have a great fucking cast you have a great fucking story you have fucking great gore oh my god like you have gore like you you have like you have like the hand getting chopped up right and then like the practical effects of that and the focusing and the and the framing of that too not being scared to show the gore right, right especially yeah. like when um uh when the singer goes down because the dog attacked its, his fucking neck the dog's yeah. going at his neck you see all that shit when amber guts um justin right to see yeah it's like a slow fucking dude to see if he's really dead oh is he dead you know is he out oh let's find out slow smooth gutting oh yeah he's dead amber by the way amber is a fucking psychopath watching this movie over and over again right like you see the different characters and stuff like that yesterday when i saw this movie i really saw amber like i really saw amber um after going through you know six years of the morgue right and going through a bunch of like you know yeah that's serial killer shit and like uh, and horror movies and learning about you know true horrors of mankind and you know and all that stuff amber is a fucking psycho amber legit like that worm dude he's a serial killer i'm glad he fucking he died right but amber dude yo she's on another level of of character she was cool doing a bunch of shit like she was yo she's a special kind of character in the movie because so much of that character is like yo this she should be locked up somewhere yeah you know it's, I mean? the, it's that loose cannon energy yo, right or because it's like legit she's the wild only card. one yeah she's the only one from the survivor group that comes from you know the, the other the side. other the yeah. other side the and, whole yeah yep. like she's and, got history with like the nazis yes and, like, and this is why like they constantly told her hey listen you don't have a voice here you, like, you don't have a vote like you know you're not included in this you're one of them you know, right. but, you know, it was awesome to see that character because she just kind of like took charge in a way for like the violent shit. Like all the right. violent, all the really violent stuff came from Amber from that side of the like of the group, you know, which was it was awesome to kind of like just see that. again. I'm like, oh, like, holy shit, yeah. she's wild. And then yeah. even uh, even Reese, you know, the hothead, the drummer who who got Justin in that fucking arm lock. He right. like he thought he was hot shit. And then he saw Amber just gut this guy. And he was like, holy shit. Yo, he freaked out. You saw it in his face. 
which again is a big testament to like the cast, man. Like it goes back There's to what so I was saying. There's so many little moments, right? Like, yeah. So many little things like in this movie that you They're like good. watching it again. And uh, I like the way you put it where it's like watching it after so many years of work, like working for Corpse Feed, so many episodes of the morgue, like a hundred episodes in. We, we've now like gotten to the point where our attention gets drawn to so many different things yes. the way they used to. 100%. So it's like, so it's a whole different experience. Like, um, and the buddies at home, you're, you're listening to our conversation on this. And like, even if you've never seen it before, it's it's a well put together movie in every sense of the word, right? Where it's like not only is it satisfying as a viewer, but it's also satisfying on like, oh, I'm looking at the technical stuff here. Yeah, I'm looking at like tiny little p- bits in the performances, like you said, like in the facial reactions and like the like the physicality and like the like even the soundtrack to, Dude, or the score, like something I've never really the soundtrack paid was great. Yeah. The lighting was awesome. Yeah, um, like it's got just, this eerie glow to everything. Cause, yes, you know, it has like, that greenish kind of tinge yeah. to it, right? It's um, yeah, everything is just fucking fantastic in this movie. That ending sequence, that gunfight at the end, yes, yes. dude, uh, that gunfight was awesome. It and it's again, if you've seen uh, Solnair's previous work before this, Blue Ruin. It has another fucking amazing gunfight in it, but his gunfights aren't like a John Wick gunfight. These gunfights are grounded to the point where, like, hey, I only have like two bullets left. So let's make the count. You know? Right. Yeah. So, and then there's a point there at the end, right? Where you think that shot was going to go off, right? And it didn't go off. I, I, I'm not going to spoil it at all, but like, you think one of the characters it gets that shot off. And you're like, oh my god, he's gonna end up killing somebody too on his way out. And yo, it uh, listen, it was just very well done. Everything. It's awesome how that whole wild night was just very wrapped up in a neat little package at the end of the movie. Yeah. You know, yeah, like you, you get this crazy explosion of action and emotion and violence. And it's, it's all in like 90 minutes, right? Yeah, like it's, dude. It's, it's in and out so quickly. You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then the ending of the movie brings it back full circle to that uh, desert island band. Yeah. Right? And, and they're like, Yo, tell us somebody who gives a shit, you know, and then everything just ends. And again, yeah, like, word. It, it ends on a joke, right? Yeah, like, exactly. that's so fucking wild. There's um, like, it's a testament yeah. to men, like. The testament to the filmmaker as well, dude. Like when you have a filmmaker, again, he wrote the movie. He wrote it. He directed it. He produced it. The guy knew what what he wanted out of that flick, man. And then he knew exactly what he needed the actors to, you know, get out of the flick. Even for instance, when you think this group of kids is gonna, you know, last a little bit through the night. Wrong. Wrong. Yeah, it's like immediate, right? That they immediate. lose like it's two like, people off the bat, like right away. That's what away. I'm saying. Like, yeah. even if their time wasn't lengthy, it was used extremely wisely. Oh, man, I it's, I keep thinking about Reese going through that window and then getting just fucking stabbed, bro. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, it's just, it's just one of those movies, man, that you have to see to kind of, like, understand what we're talking about. We can talk about it all day, but just certain scenes and certain just emotions um, are only um, possible by watching it. When you see the that sequence when he's giving the gun away right that sequence is fucking wild um when you think everything's fine and then and then you know she sees the red laces and they're like yo they got fucking knives oh my god dude and then they're whacking at his hand and you don't know that's and that shit's wild you don't know what's going on there you have no clue what is going on behind that door and then he brings that hand out, dude, and it's all chopped up because the machetes and shit. Wow. Fucking what a visual. And you're like, yo, this is another level right now, dude. And uh, and just like the fear and suspense that he was able to kind of build throughout the movie. Like from the jump when, you know, Anton Yelchin's character sees that dead girl. You're like, oh shit, what the fuck? And like it's so – it's such like a grounded – in reality kind of issue 
you know, that the viewer is so, like, into that fucking story, dude. Yeah, because, like, there's still prison. Like, that's the other thing. Yes. Like, yeah, because because every now and again you're updated on the Nazi side of things. You're like, wait a minute. Yeah, this is still a world in which they're still worried about the consequences after all of this. Yes. So it's like, that's the, it's just another layer of hopelessness on yeah, top of everything, dude, right? Like, it's, it's, it's like I said, they were calculated too especially when the first stab calling went out right yeah they got two fucking kids to stab each other in the fucking parking lot for 600 bucks right yeah yo and we'll double the money if you go to prison because of it like it's crazy it's it's like they covered every kind of hole there was any kind of loophole that there was in terms of like law like in, in terms of uh um a law enforcement like j- just logic right yeah just and in, logic in- they were like yo we got this and then the fact like this is what i'm saying like their side of the coin was so calm when gabe even called back 911 he was like oh yeah we got cut off i was i was trying to report a stabbing like like everything it was so calculated like the motions were so just precise and then seeing the band and their reaction when they realize that they're in this room and, and there's no cops coming there are people outside that door like waiting to kill you and that emotion and that tension and that suspense and that thrill dude that horror that is it's, totally yeah. fucking like it's, it's horror it's, yeah it's, it's bleeding out to the audience as these kids are just like oh my god realizing their fate it's like yo we're gonna fucking die and this movie does a good job of giving you that hopeful hopelessness you know because you're like yo but you know these people aren't monsters it's not michael myers out there you know what i mean it's it's like yeah it could be a bunch of asshole nazis but like you know let's see if we can just fight our way and just fucking run to the forest or something you know what i mean it's so well done it's so grounded in reality just like the primal violence in it does the 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 one-on-one interactions like the choreography of the like of the one-on-one fights they have everything just feels so heavy and so real you know and that's one of the like biggest takes of this movie like it's it's T- technically well done as a film it's right, technically yes. well done as a horror film as well um as a movie in general um it clears all my review hurdles you know fucking 10 out of 10 and it leaves you with this memory of this insane story of this band you know yeah uh, uh who just like after you get through it there's not much left of you as a viewer or the band. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's an experience, dude. Like you're it's, exhausted after it. Yeah. Yeah, it's something that like I I completely agree. It's just total. It's a totally exhausting experience. But like we you say exhausting and you automatically think negative. But no, it's like it's it's a horror fan's exhausting. Yeah. Like it's it's the kind of it's the kind of experience that you seek, right? Where yeah. it's like you know, and horror fans might have missed this one because it's not traditional in the in the sense that you would think horror quote unquote horror but like this is this is like real world horror yeah this is elite top tier shit like this this is is, um this is top tier shit. yeah like like this is in terms of of my top tier like elite shit i i I hold the french to be the best in horror um it's not including like the 70s and 80s american horror but the french know how to do a story with violence and actually tell you a like a grounded story a grounded violent story that goes from point a to point b without any wild shit so this movie stands up there with the best of them because holy shit man green room is still a fucking 10 in my book um and as you said it very clearly the other day it holds up 100 percent um years later um because it was made so soundly and because it was acted so well and everyone involved gave a shit about the outcome. And it was, you, you can tell as well that uh, the budget was small, you know? Right. You can tell that uh, because of that, a Solnier, like, was able to build this little w- world in this one warehouse, you know? Yeah, it's um, like a bar. Like, yeah. It's, it's in a bar. Yeah, a bar like, warehouse kind of space because, yeah. like, it's like a, a music venue, right? Yeah. So it was well done. See, you don't need to go to the galaxy to have a good story, you know? Right. You have a story right here takes place in a fucking music venue. And 
100%. If you want that thrill ride, folks, like that white uh, knuckle action shit people talk about. Right. Um, yeah. That pulse pounding stuff they'll throw at you in a Six Flags commercial. You know? Right. If you, if you want that experience and yeah, care like, about the characters like yeah, at the same time. like it's... Green Room is <laughs> – man. And just thinking of what we always love here at the morgue and in Corpse Feed is, you know, the sacrifice. You know, you have to give blood in order to fucking live through this thing. And, and sacrifices were made. Yeah, blood was definitely given. <laughs> There's a lot of blood. Yeah, um, yeah. And that being said, folks, um, thank you so much uh, for listening to episode yeah. 100. Thank you for making it to 100. If you, yeah, like <laughs> if you've been with us since the beginning or if you're just joining us now, very much. If you're joining us now, we have a bunch of episodes for you to catch up on <laughs> we have 99 others right 99 yeah. others for you guys um and uh again but seriously though folks thank you so much for listening this has been episode 100 of the morgue an official course feed podcast i am arturo padilla the guy behind the face and with me always is mr nick valdez big shout out to all you guys for listening to all 100 of these fucking things big shout out to glenn Morowski for the music big shout out to del virus for the outwork for the artwork, go check us out in all the social feeds, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We are there. Follow us everywhere. And we will give you all this awesome content. Go check us out on SoundCloud. We are on Spotify Podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts. Um, go leave a rating, a review, anything. Again, folks, thank you so much. And always remember, especially these days too, it's a scary world out there. But we're here to walk you through it. 